Speed Learning English, your podcast for not perfect, but maybe professional English. My name is Sven and with me is Richard. Hello, Richard. Hi, Sven. One question before we start talking about how to survive an interview situation if you're applying for a new job is one one word that is used a lot at the moment is coronavirus and something i find when i'm talking to different nationalities is they're not saying coronavirus they say covid 19. Um, what is your impression? Do people say coronavirus? Do they say COVID-19? Or is there even another wording? <laughs> well, <laughs> if you ask Donald Trump, there are several wordings. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it also strikes me a bit that, um, um, a bit wondered why people tend to use coronavirus or COVID-19. I think COVID-19 is more the official way and um, um, it depends on, I think, on the information distribution in your country um, from your, I think, media networks. Um, if your media networks use the word um, coronavirus more often, uh, you are likely to use coronavirus more oftenly. So, and if you're in a country where the word COVID-19 is uh, more often used via the networks, you are more likely to use COVID-19. We could also use it, we could also name it George, because you know that George is a synonym for the subconscious mind and something that that is out of your control. Did you know that? I know. Um, apparently in Hawaii, people call their subconscious mind and everything that is out of their control George. And if there is a problem, they always say, let George solve this problem. Mm -hmm. And the Holy George in Orthodox religion is the one who is sitting on a horse and killing the dragon. Mm -hmm. Maybe you, you've seen this, um, this icon once. So it also gives hope that um, talking about George, we know that it's okay to have dragons like COVID-19 is a big dragon in, in, this, in these times, but you can also defeat the dragon, like in a fairy tale. So Sven, I think um, to your point with George, uh, in, the, in the European context, um, it is, I think, rather unlikely for people to accept to lose control over things. I think if you um, look at the um, people who are against the corona rules and regulations um, in Germany, they call themselves querdenker. Um, those people are um, motivated by, I believe, motivated by the feeling of losing control, not having control over a subject. That's why um, I think they are more susceptible to these things. And I think here in, on our next topic, the job interview, you also have um, you people, applicants also want to Most, most of the time take control of the situations to feel more relaxed or to feel more comfortable. But I think uh, we will elaborate on, on that on the, in the next questions. I totally agree. And I think if you were too tensed 
while having a job interview, this might be a negative point. And in one of the last episodes, I described the a game I'm, I'm sometimes playing that I'm applying for jobs I do not really want to do, but I just want to see if they invite me for an interview. So I'm completely relaxed. I don't have the need to, to have a job because I'm self-employed and everything is fine. But um, if I really know I need this job because I have a family, I have a house, I have, I have debt maybe, and I, I need a job and now due to COVID-19 and all the lockdowns, my my company had problems and they had to give notice to people and one of those people would be me, then there would be a lot of pressure in my neck. Um, so it's it's somehow a little bit, um, how, how do you call it, this cycle, this... Um, this devil's cycle. How do you call this devil's cycle in English? There's another expression. I think um, um, I think this is first of all a good point. If if you're on a job interview and you want to and you're um, German and you want to say something in English and you don't find the word directly, you can describe the the wording with different words. Most of the times there is no direct direct translation to another language. So if you just describe what you want to say, it oftentimes um, will lead you to a quicker success than trying to find the word. So what I always do is I would say, like, this is like a Teufelskreis, as we say in Germany. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, and now let's say, Butter by the Fischer, as we say in German. Mm -hmm. So um, I even implemented... Once when I when I did some training in Ireland and I gave courses to people, I said, don't be a wire, be a hower. And nobody understood what I was talking about. And I said, look, most people are always asking why. I call them wire. Why do mm -hmm. I have to do this? Why do I have this problem? And the others say, how can I solve this problem? How can I find a solution? I call them howers. So maybe you know somebody who is named Howard. He might be a typical hower. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, so I think this is also a kind of showing self-confidence. If you just keep control about your own talking, maybe. Yes. Okay. Now, we will not talk about mm, appearance, like dress code or how to how to present your your posture and your voice and everything and eye contact because i think these things are are the same in any culture it's always about respect and it's always about self confidence if you really want to have a job uh, i would like to talk about two um two parts in an interview that might occur and to give some um, let's say, script to our listeners. And if somebody wants to go deeper into that interview topic and maybe prepare him or herself to an interview, he or she can contact us anytime and we can have a one-to-one -one training with them online then. So the first question um, that might be asked in an interview is, tell me something or tell us something about yourself. And... If somebody is asking this question to 
and applicant, what would you recommend how to react? Um, first of all, uh, breathe. Um, don't be stressed. Don't <laughs> get into, um, as Sven said, into a vicious cycle. Just um, be try to be confident in yourself. So to the question, um, please tell uh, me something about yourself. Um, so there you can elaborate because most of the time um, in English uh, job interviews, people start with a casual, um, in a casual context. So they use small talk. Why? Um, the HR personnel is used to job interviews. It's not the first job interview. Maybe for the applicant, it's the first job interview at the, uh, for a big corporation, for a big international corporation. But the HR personnel is, is doing it um, every day. So they start with uh, a casual contact, with small talk. And then, for example, the first question would also be small talk. There you can say where you were born. You can talk about your parents. Maybe your parents are from another country. Then you can say that um, that you learned that uh, that, uh, that country's language, so you're biling bilingual, and that you understand foreign cultures, um, can work with people from foreign contexts. Um, then you talk about what you studied at um, a university, um, what you liked um, at university, and then you just start with your working experience after um, the university. Um, then you kind of go into a bit your 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 um, your your peak skills. Um, and then you say something like, um, I'm very ambitious and motivated. Um, and then you also express that you kind of want to work in a team context. Um, um, and then you just say some, some, use some adjectives that describe you, um, uh, describe you more. You can also shorten it up, but I think in, um, most of the time, this uh, HR personnel will start with small talk. So just um, show by elaborating in your answers that you are confident. I think that's something that people do not um, stress often enough. Just show that you are confident. And then by elaborating and feeling comfortable in your answers, you will show that you are confident. If you just shorten up your um, your answers, people, um, the HR personnel would quickly uh, see that you are stressed, that you are not comfortable, and perhaps perceive you as not confident enough. Okay. So, again, it's all about confidence. And um, maybe if, if you're talking about yourself, it should be related to what you're applying for. So, if you are applying for an IT position it's probably not that interesting that you love cats but if you're applying for uh, whiskers for example uh, for a key account manager position at whiskers then or I'm, I'm not sure how that that company is called but you know this cat food mm -hmm. um, it might be very helpful if you love cats because if you don't you might probably not be the right person to sell cat food products then Exactly. The other question that, that people might be asked is, do you have any questions for us? So, in the end of an interview, how would you react to that question, Richard? 
I would say you should always um, prepare for this situation. Um, I would also ask um, how the company um, was doing in a, in a larger context during uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I think that's a good general question to, to show that you are um, very interested in, in the company that you want to know uh, the organization very well. And then I would ask how you will start in the company. So who would show you things in the company? Then I would ask what projects uh, uh, will come up in the next time. And then I would also ask about the working atmosphere, work-life balance, um, work uh, questions about the team. Um, and then maybe... Um, um, I think in, and nowadays with the COVID-19 pandemic and where large corporations are um, 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 using more home office and in the future will abandon large uh, bureau settings, you could ask about your workplace, how it will look like um, in the future. Would you ask to to have a look at the the company, maybe kind of small sightseeing tour, etc. Then really, um, this kind of questions, you could um, um, you could uh, get the information via the internet before. Um, for example, if it's a company that um, has a, a, a bureau complex that is quite special, then oftentimes they have these, um, as you call them, sightseeing tours. Um, but it depends really. Maybe the HR personnel is... Um, uh, under time constraint and there are other applicants after you so they can't just take um i don't know 30 minutes out of their working time to um, show you around but um it depends really on the company and the company culture and in times of online interviews um, i think we don't have to mention that the background of your scenario of your let's say yeah the the area behind you should not be an artificial Skype screen that you can select. It should be your your normal living room or office that you have at home, and it should be tidy and maybe some symbolic things like books or related technical devices in the background just by accident somehow should be nicely decorated. That's true. And um, in the background, you can position some books, um, some important books, some... Um, some uh, Job-related books. Job-related uh, products. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, good lighting saves the day. Yeah. And that's a final... That's a good final phrase for this podcast today. Thank you very much, Richard, for these insights into interviews in modern COVID-19 new normal situations. And yeah, so next time I'd like to talk with you about conversation in business meetings, like uh, international meetings, either online or offline. Until then, I wish you a great time. And if you, dear listener, have any questions or if you want to be prepared for your personal 
interview because you are applying for a new job, don't hesitate to contact us because Richard and I are happy to help you and we can give you a personal one-to-one -one training. Okay, Richard, thank you very much. Have a great time and looking forward to talking to you next time. Thank you, Sven. Have a nice weekend.